2: Oh. Oh. oh, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Welcome back, everybody. Now that I have done that first try flawlessly, welcome, Cap, to the podcast. I know I you guess. don't really know exactly what you're in for, but how you doing, buddy?
3: I, I really don't. I'll be honest. Okay. I, don't, I don't even know what I, you're in I for. Do, I do two podcasts. I don't listen to anybody else's podcast. I don't nice. consume any Dota content.
2: Dude, People like, ask me that a lot. It's like, how many Dota streams do you watch? And it's like sometimes I'll watch, you know, like the Artura streams or the Sumail streams or I'll tune into like Monkey sometimes and all the other guys that stream regularly. But when you've played Dota all day or you've done a podcast all the time, you don't really want to watch
3: more. The last thing I want to do is watch somebody else. Gosh. play Dota. Get me out. That is true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how about you monkeys how are you doing buddy
3: uh i don't
4: know i'm not doing the greatest when it comes to dota hey, I, what's uh... up man
2: tell us your woes this is a happy and sad podcast
4: uh I mean, I don't know. I just got very, very bored of this patch. So, you know, I said that I'm not going to be streaming Dota until the new patch That's drops. That's only because... you, man.
2: I don't know why you're whining so much. I feel like everyone else is just loving it. Nobody even wants a new patch. And, True. Uh,
4: I I'm really... typically in the minority with my uh, opinions.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, I understand that one. The patch, uh, you know what I realized was that Dota in general is just boring when I'm losing. So... I realized I just hated losing to Sven. So my strategy has just been to pick or ban Sven every single uh. game. So every time I get to play carry, I just say, well, I'm nominating Sven guys. If it goes <laughs> through, I pick it. If it gets banned, I get to play something else. So,
4: uh. you know, that's
2: been my way of uh, stomaching the end of the patch. But uh, Cap, what about you, buddy? We asked, uh, we asked monkey's. And I talked about it like two or three weeks ago. What is your, like, number one hope for the next patch?
3: The dream. My number one hope? Uh, God. Okay, so I've been trying to change roles, because um, I've been mostly, like, I stuck with offlane for a really long time, but I'm getting old boomer like you know yeah so like if i want to keep up with the young kids i gotta lower my priority down and down and down you know i'm going like fear route you know long long time 10 years ago i was hot shit carry but now i gotta make my way down to to like five position uh and i i find fucking playing against these off lanes is so uh, every off lane duo is like lead mars like it's so awful it's, yeah. it's so hard to play support against some of these uh some of these heroes oh i i hope something about the madness which is uh for when it comes to the supports
2: i, I see know. let's so, just make
3: centuries free or some shit give me more gold to work with
2: <laughs> you're gonna be feeding off cooldown you might as well be getting like items of some sort during him right is what i'm seeing I, I think that like the problem is that it's funny how metas develop right but your complaint is like a playing support is that you are against these really hard offlines so the meta for five positions have been heroes that literally just eat shit it's like just kill me instead of my carry that's what the five position meta has pretty much become which i think is pretty hilarious because the way people yeah. come up with solutions to problems is sometimes it's Pretty simple when you think about it, but uh, the five position life does not look fun right now. I, but- I know Dubu's having a lot of fun with his Io Chen uh, undying every single game. What were you going to say, man?
4: Elder Titan is all. Well. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Elder Titan. I- I was just going to say the meta is literally for uh, at least for position fives. The meta is soak up as much damage as possible and buy as many salves as possible. That's literally all you do can as a position. Can, can five. Can I
3: make consumables <laughs> like no longer shareable? Dude, like, fuck, this, fuck, fuck this by carry like pinging this, me to buy him salves. Salves and <laughs> need to go, man. I'm so done.
4: Like They, they need so to be like a 14 that. second duration or something like that because the, the salve abuse in late is actually uh, I'm so done with it. I, I, it just needs to go so
2: I feel like, like you something about know. oh go ahead, go ahead Cap
3: it doesn't help that like um, remember after K1 Hector like became big at TI like other carries watch that and they're like oh shit this is how all people yeah, should yeah, be this, this is the be, treatment <laughs> I should be able to ping my support for a clarity halfway across <laughs> the map like like don't they want to win what's wrong with them
4: <laughs> I, I mean seriously that's like pretty much what the safe lane meta has like developed into in this patch and it's like I, I don't know it's such a shame too because you know you run into uh, you run into carries who basically have like given up on actually trying to win the laning stage through, through <laughs> skill they just go ah yes my support would just buy me more sows if I fuck up like and, and it's just like uh, I don't know it's such a it's such a an annoying meta for both sides because from the offlane side it's like I just want to shit on your carry and win the lane like I'm supposed to do. And from the support side, you're just like, dude, can you just stop soaking damage for no goddamn reason? So I just have to keep buying you 110 gold worth of healing.
3: And I, I just- watch these captains, man. Watching some of these <laughs> pro games, and some we some of these captains. Some of these like fucking, they're on like the Mount Rushmore of Dota, you know. Like the these names, like Kuro, like Insania's is a great captain. I'm looking over at the Chinese Dota. Fucking, I'm watching the the Chinese finals of Elephant versus LGD, and I'm watching these carry the these supports just play like fucking uh a dying clockwork et just like psychotically run into the enemy just like die all the time (laughs) then they get outside the lady phase i'm like what are they gonna do they just kind of like run around not really sure i could literally see them going like i don't i don't really know where should i where should i go guys like
2: (laughs) I, i feel like when people are like i just had a game where there's like a rank 170 guy that's clearly a core player he has no idea what he's doing and they say, I have no idea where to go. And I'm like, as a five, just go where you think they're going to try to kill your carry and just stand there. And then you die. And then you've done your job. Like,
3: I, I saw you play five position uh, CM the other day. Yeah. Actually. I uh, tuned into your stream for like literally five seconds. How'd that go?
2: Uh, It was a game where I regretted my skill build because we kept having the lane shoved into us and I didn't max my Q. So because uh, I thought we needed my root to kill the ember. But what happened was, we went for, like, we were ahead pretty commandingly, and we went for, like, one big smoke play at their tower and just fed, like, five kills or something, and then the game was, like, really hard. So, one of those games, I feel like this patch is all about that. There's, like, one fight where you just lose the game one way or the other, or the game's, like, really hard to, to come back into. Uh, I just got the pleasure of playing with Tomato and Oceana, who got into a scuffle. During my game, I feel like a lot of people are getting into scuffles at the end of this patch. Tensions are high. F- angers flaring or whatever you want to call it. Tantrums are occurring. But uh, we had a lot of catch. And he went yules first on Marana instead of like sustain or something. And Tomato just let him have it and said, if you were using your brain and you have Slardar Storm, how do you ever come to the conclusion you're supposed to go yules? You know, And then he's defending himself saying, well, yeah, we lost the game because of my yules. And then I'm like, guys, how about we just let the game end and we can all just give a thumbs up and move on to the next one, you know? (laughs) Because it doesn't seem like this is going anywhere, you know? Um, I've realized that, like, being hostile towards others, maybe this is Monkey's Key to Zen. It just doesn't really do anything. It's like venting. You're basically, like, releasing your frustration, but it just makes it worse, and nobody likes you for it. So it's like all my chat's, like, shitting on Tomato for being some whiner, and it's like, The funny thing is, he's right. Like, the Yules was a really bad purchase, but, like, you kind of just look like an idiot. You look like a douche, you know?
3: Okay, so so people tell me this all the time. They they tell me that... I don't I just don't fully subscribe to this idea that it's all fucking rainbow lollipops and and fucking unicorns when it comes to communication. Like it, the slightest bit of negativity will only have negative ramifications. and I, I just don't believe that. okay? Like you- sometimes sometimes people, are acting like assholes sometimes they're acting like whiny pieces of shit and somebody needs to tell them
2: that well when you're acting like it it's one thing what i mean is like i think what you're saying and what i can agree with is if you yell at somebody in like some condescending or like rude way but it's something they can immediately stop it's like dude can you just stop going bottom and feeding it's like Okay, at that point in the game, if he just, like, stops going bottom and feeding, maybe the game will be better. But, like, if you say, Marana, can you just stop buying a Yules? It's like, what is he supposed to do? Like, sell the Yules, you know? Like, if it's something they can't fix or change, I feel like it can be incredibly negative. But if it's something they're still doing and you need them to just stop, then I think what you're saying has merit. I don't know if you agree or what you think about that.
3: No, no, no I, I, I definitely agree. There was definitely um, there was a couple of days ago where I, I just felt like all my games were like super toxic. And yeah, I, to be clear. I'm not my behavior score is like almost always close to 10K, if not 10K. That itself. means you're a saint. Yes. And and, you know, like but you still get these like varied uh, behavior score games, right? And I, I just kept on getting like I was like, every game is toxic, like whether, like, people are yelling at me because I'm doing the wrong thing, which is entirely possible. Like, I'm... I'm One out of, aware, once in a blue are, moon, you'll you'll do the okay, right thing. I know I'm, I'm I know I'm not you know hot shit. Like I know I'm not a good player compared to these guys, but like people just go off at the slightest provocation, and then that in turn just sets me off because I feel like these guys are fucking psychopaths. So then it's it just like I got like three out of four, my game's ruined, and I just went into the the next pub and I was like, hey everybody, I'm a 30 year old boomer trying to learn five position here. uh Let's not scream at each other at the slightest provocation. I'm gonna fuck things up. You're you're gonna fuck some things up but let's just keep playing dota and have a little fun
2: <laughs> my least favorite thing about na that i noticed the most is that when i lose my lane because i fucked up like of course i know i fucked up of course i knew i ruined my lane but then mm-hmm. when i'm like say in the mid lane this is usually where it happens for me because i don't play mid as often it's kind of like you playing five it's me playing mid it's like you know new to us it's like if i go mid and the if i lose my lane what's happening is i'm probably gonna get pressured at five minutes with the catapult, right? Like. I'm probably going to have somebody up in my face, probably getting ganked by a four. I'm getting dove. And my team response is, fuck you for losing mid rather than our guy lost mid. Let's try to help him defend his tower. It's like Mm. you make a mistake. And rather than people like trying to, you know, minimize the repercussions of that mistake, they're just like, fuck you. You're the reason that this game's hard. And we're just going to go gank all offline or some shit. And I'm like, guys, what do you want from me? I fucked up. What are you saying?
3: My biggest trigger is, is even worse than that. When people flame for like missing abilities, when they just go off because somebody missed an ability. And it's like, the, I, everybody knows he missed his ability. It's not like he miss <laughs> his <laughs> ability. Like that is one thing that like I get toxic sometimes. But the one thing I think I'm really good at is like somebody misses an ability, all good. Just shake yeah. it off, bro. You'll get them next time. Hey, we all fuck up. At like what I point,
2: how many times do they have to miscap? cap? Will you yeah. say something?
3: Uh, I mean, like, at some point, if he misses like ten things in a row, I'm, I'll be like, "Bro, come on." <laughs> yeah, but I, but, okay. but it's like he's it, obviously still trying. Uh,
4: I I, I think I think the best way to go about like miss miss go shots and stuff like that is to just like laugh on Mike and just like make it n- yeah. make it like make it into not a big deal, right? Just be like, "Ah, you're so close, man!" Like, ah, don't worry, you'll get him next time. Like, I I think I think if you want to like keep keep people from tilting from you know missing skill shots and stuff the best way is to just you know be be easy going on mic and just laugh it off with them and be like ah oh, it's all right it's all right you know we'll get them next time but like and if uh, you're the uh,
3: person you you like you you acknowledge it yeah you're like, yeah, yeah. If you I, the ones who miss the skill shot you're like ah oh, my my bad my bad yeah you know like that that way people know that yeah. you're <laughs> adequate, that you recognize that you fucked up and you're <laughs> you're applying penance to it you know
1: You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code Bluewire at betonline.ag. That's Bluewire all one word. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts.
4: To uh, to go back to what BSJ was saying though, of like, you know, how people kind of treat like, you know, say say you play mid and you lose your lane and people people then blame you for losing your laner like ah we've lost the game now because you lost the laning stage it's it's like uh I don't know. Uh, part, part of the reason why pubs get to me so frequently is because uh, I, I think we've kind of touched up on this before. But pubs are so like individualistic, like literally it's just everybody wants to play for themselves and what will give them a good game. And, you know, they expect everyone else to play perfectly up until or, or the, you know, for the first 10 minutes. So it's like everyone just play your lane correctly and we'll, we'll, we'll make it through as a team later. But, like, in the laning stage, it's just everyone for themselves It's like, you know, you do your job, I'll do my job, and we'll all figure it out together later. But it's, I'm like, one man. why aren't we yeah, losing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, nobody wants to assist each other in the laning stage. It's, like, literally, you, you do this 2-1-2 lane setup, and it's, like... If everybody doesn't, like, pull their weight in the laning stage, it's like, all right, well, game's over, I guess. We just can't <laughs> win anymore because this this position five up here, Catalyst, he didn't buy my carry five sows this time. He only bought him four sows. Therefore, we lost the game, BSJ. Dude, I got my one
2: vent <laughs> for, the, for the session. This is my one vent, okay? <laughs> because that is literally my pub from the other day in a nutshell. I had some rank, like, 200 mid laner. I'm an Ursa winning my lane. And they proceed to dive me around like six, seven minutes into the game. I have ult. They are legit diving my tower with four heroes. Okay, I shit you not, four heroes for 20 to 30 seconds. I end up dying, wondering what the fuck just happened when all of them are like 100 to 200 HP. And I look mid and I have a level nine Storm Spirit with full mana and a TP scroll. And at the end of the game, he blamed me for feeding in the laning phase. I about lost it i had to end that again like that stream was over i was done i did not play another game after that one i was like how can you actually be this delusional just don't die when you my my mid laners rotating and diving you just don't die to it i'm farming mid. it's like holy fucking shit you know like that's that's the thing is like i agree with you it is it is like people just expect you to just like do your job and their job is nothing to do with your job you know, yeah. like everyone's Cut. doing their own thing in the game, and uh,
4: yeah, I, I, everything is just like basically everybody expects everybody else to just do nothing except lane for like 10 minutes and it's like no that's not how dota works you know there's the four minute power rune there's the five minute bounties there's five minute siege creeps there's six minute power runes there's eight minute power runes like people are gonna move around you're gonna run into a regen a dd a haste an arcane rune like someone's gonna get something that goes ah we can kill enemy heroes but like nobody expects that ever and it's like Yes, you can die. There's gonna be, you know, a, a Snapfire mid or a Storm Spirit mid or an Ember Spirit mid who's like gonna get that rune that's gonna move around and like, you know, uh, I, I don't know. You know, e- either it's your your safe lane carry doesn't expect the enemy team to roam when you're like, hey guys, uh, the enemy mid has a power rune. He might come to the top lane. Just letting you know. And then you know, a minute later, up, oh, yep. Mid laners in the top lane ganking my carry, just like I said they would. But you know, no, it's your fault because the funny thing is, you
2: come from that perspective, monkeys. <laughs> I come from the perspective that the, this individualisticness is actually what bothers me about NA. I've, I've kind of like come to the conclusion that there's like Uh-oh. certain things Uh-oh. about NA that most bother me. And the one thing I noticed the most coming from off lane in EU to off lane in NA is every single time the opponent mid say I'm top off lane that they got top power rune, my mid said. Guys, Storm Spirit missing with Rune. Didn't even like have to see it. They literally just said he like Storm has top Rune missing. And mm. since I've come to NA, I have died to so many random mid laners ganking me with a Rune with not a single word said. I'm like, yeah. am I supposed to have the map awareness <laughs> to know that guy <laughs> went top and got the Rune? Like, am I supposed to know
4: that? Like, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I mean, you're ugh. not. But like an NA, you. I don't know. In NA you kinda have to because people like That's what I'm so, saying. I feel like my memory so is, is so talk. worse here.
2: I'm like I'm like, am I supposed to know this shit? Like, am I supposed to know? Like, that's the thing, is like I watch our TZ stream and I think the reason why he's become this like schizophrenic, like his camera movement literally gives me nausea. Is because he's realized his team supplies him with literally no information. And he has to like digest it all like he has to actually gather all every bit of information to play carry without dying I've noticed that as carry in pubs that I'll randomly feed cause like there's just a power rune guy missing or like a support missing from top for the last minute and I'm like I didn't know lich was missing from top if he's like not there I could assume he, like if I don't see him I assume he's like pulling or some shit but yeah. obviously if the forward position hasn't seen the lich in a minute and a half he's probably not there anymore like how hard is that to say like lich isn't top guys or some shit uh, that's the thing is like you said if they're not my problem they're like yeah. they're not a problem like you know they're not in my lane anymore like I don't give a shit uh, that that's what uh, my side of your story is uh, by the yeah. way Cap uh, yeah, you know we didn't really tell you what to get out of this podcast basically we just mention something and then we end up talking for forty five minutes we hope people enjoy the conversation and then we tell them to come back next time
4: that's basically our. Podcast, no, and that, no, like, that sounds like
3: <laughs> most podcasts.
4: And we have no plan of action for when we run out of shit to talk about. Well, so we're we haven't, just had, that we... <laughs> we
3: haven't had that problem yet. We haven't had that problem yet. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys do the whole ranting thing, and like at least <laughs> you guys talk about Dota. I, I do a podcast with uh, leaf eater and uh, we. We hardly even touched Dota. Most of the time.
2: <laughs> what do you guys talk <laughs> about Something in your essential. podcast?
3: But well, it, you know, we talk about our week. We talk about funny stories that have happened to us, like shit like that. And then we'll kind of like touch on Dota. But like times like this, no new patch. We've got yet another online tournament. Like, yeah, sure, I'm watching it. But like, am I, what, what am I going to say? Oh, Secret's not in the finals because Secret won eight tournaments in the row when they're probably not playing any dota because they're waiting for the patch and they're going to have to grind the patch super hard so they honestly don't give a fuck like that's not an interesting topic of conversation it's just yet <laughs> another bland fucking it really is it's actually every single online tournament for the most part it's just another fucking bland showing of dota my heart is racing right now dude Woo, we got a
4: 50 times
2: one <laughs>
3: another
4: bonus boom i love how pretty it
1: is ignition and it's good it's very good
3: And it's not that interesting. Like, Secret's oh. in great form again. Oh, secret gone after the turn. That's the most interesting thing to talk about.
4: Tr- trust me, calf. Even from the uh, competing side, it really isn't that interesting when you just you know click re- the reset button for for every tournament after it ends, and then you just hop right back into the next one. Same team, same players. Oh boy, sure, I'm looking forward to this rerun. Yeah. Dude, I don't, I don't. the new patch we obviously know it's
2: desperately needed i also think a lot of people are looking forward to the next season you know the january season we got a change of pace not only in the dota meta itself but now maybe we don't have to just watch online tournaments over and over again that i will say as a caster the online tournaments are pretty dope you know like you just go to ukraine for a month and a half or you go to bts for five or six days and you just watch Dota, and then you go home, and it's like, that's pretty chill. But, like, I can't even fathom, like, competitively playing that much fucking Dota on the same patch. Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like if you compare <laughs> how point. much you guys, if you're on a team, have to play in a single patch of this patch compared to any other patch, it has to be, like, ten times as much, doesn't it? Like, com- like the com- combination of the duration of the patch... And, like, sheer, sheer volume of games, like, in, in a row? Isn't it, like, ridiculous? Like, is this not the most by far?
3: And there, there hasn't really been, like, a, a straight-up break, right? We just kind of, like, rolled over and said, okay, TI is not happening. We're just going to do online tournaments one after the other after the other. So there hasn't really been, a, 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 well, like, a big break. I mean, Man. like, Secret took a break for a month, right? Didn't they skip out on one tournament or something? And I'm pretty sure... Something they, like that. I'm pretty sure they're just attending these last couple of tournaments more as a cash grab, but I, I, I honestly can't expect them to be like, okay guys, let's really focus on this tournament, knowing that their patch is gonna come right around the corner. They've got holidays around the corner and they need to be in shape for the next round of TI, Like if you're smart you're not exhausting
4: oh it's it's interesting you mentioned that because like with secret i i feel like (laughs) one of the most consistent things with secret or 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 maybe i should say puppy specifically is that he literally would just take this team and of like you know all-stars basically and he would just lead them to be the best team for like nine months and then and then ti season happens and for some reason that that all-star team with puppy just just falters and, and you know you, you <laughs> and 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 usually you have like you know a 2 month break or so after TI and and secret they they don't really they don't really get that break this time honestly because like I, I, there, there there was no big TI, TI season basically that uh you know had that huge influx of cash into the scene so they they just they just kept playing this entire time and i feel like I don't know. It's going to be interesting seeing a lot of these uh, like top teams going into the next season because I feel like the entire kind of schedule of competing has been thrown into disarray. And, you know, you don't really you don't really know how the pros are going to treat just nonstop competing basically for, you know, I I mean, at this point, it's been about eight months or so. And, you know, we're, we're literally heading into a new DPC season in less than a month now. So I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, for sure. Just, like, like just watching teams burn out and everything.
3: Are you monkeys? Are you uh, gonna get back into playing competitive with the new DPC? Like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm. Like, we're gonna take like a break, you know. I, I I mean, like, I don't know.
4: I I definitely thought the DPC season was gonna be starting later. Like, probably I, I was expecting like mid February or even later than mid February. Like. Greater, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. But uh but I I mean, I don't know. I do want to be involved in the DPC season cuz like I do think it's it's very important for like smaller regions, especially like NA because I I, I do think the tier 2 scene in NA or like tier two. I I don't even really know how to like separate the NA scene into tiers cuz mm-hmm. there's just there's no players. There's just no players. Like I don't know. NA just needs new players desperately and I feel like the D B Z season is gonna be the best way of like, you know, introducing new new blood into the scene basically because I mean, all right, right now we like maybe have four teams in NA, maybe? and and that, that that might be pushing it on a little bit then and for the dpc season there's going to be what eight eight slots or ten slots that are going to be it's getting like a minimum of like
2: region and then ten of their eight in the next region too unless
4: they change yeah, yeah yeah something like that but like i don't know that's that's going to be so much money circulating for like i i mean again if we only have four teams that's going to be four more teams of complete new players who are gonna be getting money every three months, basically, from Valve. Dude,
2: the thing about it, monkeys, like, is, like the way I envision in <laughs> a Dota right now is imagine like having the NFL with no college football.
4: Yeah, like, like, like that's pretty what much it really honestly. Is, right? like,
2: how are you ever <laughs> supposed to become like a top-tier professional if there's no like middle step? Like yeah. no like imagine if like all college football players were just Living at home, making no money, and like having no future—like that's what yeah. the tier two, three scene of Dota, at least in an A, especially represents right now.
4: No, so no, what I'm hoping all star, in high school <laughs>
2: yeah, I gotta be, it gotta yeah. be LeBron James. You just gotta be the guy that literally goes straight from high school to the NBA or the NFL. It's like you know, the thing is though, is like for me, what I'm hoping is this injection of money will serve as a motivator as well as like a reason for people to take dota more seriously play no, abs- game
4: absolutely i i feel like this dpc season is at, like the first real t2 opportunity that north america has had in like quite a long time like i i feel like if there was a system like this dpc season that implemented like a while back you know like we we would still have players like stan king still on the scene or uh or um what what was oh my goodness eagle that was his name yep. e- eagle was another big one uh, like i i I've, I've seen a lot of players who like i genuinely think had like a solid s- set of skills in dota and like they, they they just they truly did not have the the monetary encouragement basically to to continue continue to pursue you know dota which is just like tragic in my mind because you know stan king holy shit like he, seriously he was such a good captain such a good player and uh you know he, he was like one game away from ti two different times or something like that and like he, he was uh one game off of multiple different majors like dude sand king had had the roughest unsuccessful career i have ever seen and it's like it is tragic that i even have to call it an unsuccessful career because like it just all comes down to TI. <laughs> and it's like, damn, I'm sorry, Stan. Like, you were so close, man. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, they just had normal jobs, right? That's the thing is, like you said, the monetary factor. Like, if you can't yeah. treat Dota as a profession, then people who could potentially be professionals will probably just go professional in something else, right? Yeah. And that's basically I, what I, I was. was.
3: Uh, I was pulling up. Uh, I, I was pretty sure he still had it, and he does. Uh, Flea, Francis Lee,
1: mm, still yeah, his, yeah.
3: his pin tweet. August 28, two thousand eighteen, at Stan King Dota leaving me, brownie face. Yeah, because they they they
4: played together for so long. They really really yeah. did. And and I, I mean like I don't know. Yeah, I know I, I know I know there's a, there are probably a lot of people out there who would just di- disregard people like Stan King and just be like, oh well, he wasn't good enough. So like he he, like. it's good that he got a real job or or like i don't i don't know i feel like that's the dota community's like attitude usually when someone like isn't successful they're just like oh yeah he just wasn't good enough but it's like i don't know people really underestimate the value of like actually having a scene that is able to thrive and grow and like actually you know yeah sure maybe you were one game off of ti two different times but like you shouldn't literally just get nothing for like years and years of effort to just like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I I, I just think definitely, definitely like,
3: created a landscape where yes. people only care about winners. Yeah. Just be a winner. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like people, people like Viking GG, right? They're like, oh, new talent and stuff. But what do they really care about? The fact they care that Viking GG can win games. you know that that's actually what the community cares about they're like oh new guys but they win you know like nobody's like if viking gg was in division two you think anybody's gonna give a shit? you think anybody's like oh team communications of viking (laughs) gg i want to listen to that no they'd be like that team's dog shit i'm not listening to that garbage (laughs) who who
4: cares about these tier two comms oh give me the tier one stuff
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is really funny to me how that's happened, right? Is like, how is it that in a, like regular sports, like mainstream sports, is it just TI that this, this difference is created? Like, people watch college basketball, and like I, I remember back when I used to play a shit ton of basketball, that I would watch college basketball, and what I loved about it was there were just some fundamental mistakes, like people would make like bad team coordination plays every here and there, like chaos would ensue, and that's like kind of the equivalent of tier two Dota, right? And it's like yeah. I enjoyed that, like I thought that was kind of cool. But it's like in Dota, people just don't give a shit. Like they are, like it's like imagine if college basketball literally just nobody even knew it existed. Like nobody even knew the names of the players. Like there's promising Dota two players that aren't on tier one teams, but how are you ever supposed to know about them? Like how are you ever supposed to keep up with them? Uh, yeah. I definitely think the TI culture has contributed to this, but it's very strange how uh, elitist I feel like the, the community really is.
3: I think it's a number of factors. I think TI is a huge factor, 100 percent, because it, it just kind of like um, Valve like approaches from like a top down perspective from the get go uh, like whether it was balancing Dota, right? Like that's always been IceFrog's approach. You balance the highest tier of Dota and it trickles down to the rest, right? And whether it comes to TI, same exact thing, right? All the money goes up to the top, the top, 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 and then, you know, it'll trickle down from there. But, like, as a result of so many things, on top of that, like, MOBAs are inherently, like, less impressive, I think, watching sometimes. Um, Dota, especially, compared to League of Legends, because the League of Legends, I think, is more of a skilled esport, where Dota is more of a strategic uh, esport. Right. Like I, I think like the individual talent and because of the way League of Legends is built with every single one of the characters having, you know, some sort of like skill shot, some sort of escape mechanism, like because of that, there's a lot of like fast little plays going on. And so you get to marvel at the individual skill that's happening on screen, whereas Dota is a lot more like it's it's about the strategy that's involved in a five on five and like the chess match that is the draft and all those sorts of things. When you're watching Dota, like when you've got vision of both sides, like things just don't look that impressive because you're like, "Oh, that guy's out of position. He should know he's out of position." Like, how would he not know? There's like, so obvious to
2: me. I can not, see the opponent yeah. team.
3: Yeah, and like same thing goes with the draft, right? Like draft, draft is 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 interesting if you're like the top ten percent, I think, of Dota players, and it gets really interesting the farther up you go, I think. But like for the most part, it's just. Like, I think for more often, like for the very common viewer who doesn't play Dota maybe so much or hasn't played Dota in a while, it's like, okay, like you can kind of get it. Maybe the analyst will help you along, but I, I think Draft is like terrifically boring uh, from a broadcasting perspective. It's terrible. Yeah, it is for sure. So. Uh, I I think that a lot of those things so you know if you can't like watch somebody's play and be like super enamored with it like you can in like a first person shooter and just be like holy shit look at that flick shot that he was able to land you know like even on a tier 2 team you'd be able to see something like that Um, then you know you're just you at the end of the day only care about the people who really impress you Um, and that's only going to be the winners so
2: feels bad man (laughs) yeah
3: I mean, it feels bad, man, if you're a loser. But if, uh, if you're a psychopath and just don't care about losers. <laughs> How about
2: why lose when you can just cast? Am I right, Cap Lego?
3: True. That's that's <laughs> what I did. I chose I went down that path a long time ago. Not I sure. I remember. I remember when you chose I played to go down. Heroes that path. in New Earth. I fucking wasn't that I wasn't that good, like comparative. Like, honestly, I'm better than I was back then. But like comparatively, I was OK. You know, because everyone was worse, just worse. Everyone was much worse. And I could see what was happening. I could barely hang at the tier two division of of when I was playing competitively in those games. And I could just see the future. People were getting better and better and better. And I was not going to be able to keep escalating (laughs) with them. I was like, all right, um... Trying to do something else. It, I just it, it
4: really is insane how much better your average player is, like in the in the immortal bracket now, comparatively to like you know yeah. six eight years ago. Because like, holy moly, dude! You're you're like you're like average seven k player nowadays is like so insanely good at Dota comparatively to like back when you know six thousand seven thousand MMR was the highest, and you know a five k player back then. uh, comparatively to 7k players now like dude, the, the, those players are so insanely good like, like like all of them their their mechanics are just good and yeah. i don't know it, it really is crazy to see like just how fast your average player really improved just from the you know just, just seeing players like artizy having like having just like such good farming patterns and stuff like that. Every single carry player in the world can just go watch watch an Arteezy stream or, or an Arteezy VOD or whatever and just be like, oh, this is what a good carry player farms like. And you know, just watch the farming patterns and be like, I can do that.
3: <laughs> so can I can I tell you guys my fear of Dota's future and see if you guys agree? Sure. Go for it. My my fear of Dota's future is that we have created such a top heavy esport. And it's an aging esport that we have very few new players coming into. That my my greatest fear is that we're going to become an insulated atmosphere. Remember the old days uh, of Dota, the really early, like the first uh, three, four years of Dota? How is very insulated? Yeah. The pro players go into these pub matches and be like, these guys don't understand anything about Dota, right? Like yeah. you, you wouldn't pick up pub stars because they're just like, well, they, they can click buttons, but they don't really know what real Dota is like. Yeah, you're kind of right. But like um, my, my fear is that we're going to go back into almost the same kind of insulated atmosphere of, of our eSport where we have essentially rewarded only the top you know, 10% of players. We've only created a financially feasible way for them to keep going. And as a result, everybody else who hasn't like managed to succeed is going to drop off the stankings of the world, the eagles of the world. You know, like, I mean, look at look at some of the CIS scene, like always want to fly. Apparently was very close to quitting recently. Oh, really? Paying. Yeah. Like I, I saw something about that on one of like the Russian interviews. Right. Like and, and he recently like got like third in a tournament or something. Yeah. And he's been playing for 10 fucking years, you know, but like people like that are going to drop off because their efforts haven't been rewarded. And someone like always want to fly has still been way more successful than than other people that I'm talking about. Right. And as a result, the people, the only people who can stay good enough to keep winning TIs or place top eight at TIs are going to be the same people who have already done it, who have already secured the bag, who have already gotten the money, you know, Yeah, if they can keep playing. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's just going to be
2: like the 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 gap between competitive players and people who are not competitive is just going to grow and grow, right? And then eventually, it's going to be that there's no new players at all right like i think that's what the you're the people at. who
3: can compete with the the pro players when it comes to their hunger for the game are guys that who are like 16 to 20 who are like in school who are able to play like non-stop they don't go to their classes you know they really fucking love dota they play it all the time and and then you know they don't have financial obligations to be able to think about so much they can do these sort of like totally irresponsible things and sink their life into a game and walk out the <laughs> other end with an actual potential job you know but like you're 25 you're 26 27 28 it's like okay real life is fucking knocking on the door you know and it's like you gotta you gotta shit or get off the pot you know you gotta make a decision one way or the other and and so that is my fear of of dota five years down the line is that yeah sure there'll be the occasional dm dm for example, right? 16 year old, 17 year old NA player. Like, occasionally somebody's going to be picked up by a puppy and he'll be brought into the old guard, you know, and he'll become a professional player and all that sort of thing. But, like, otherwise, I, I think your Viking GGs, um, your four Zoomers are, are just going to become less and less feasible because it's, it's an aging esport and we haven't supported our, our tier two scene. So.
4: Yeah, uh, and, and you, you, it's not even like it's not even just Valve who isn't re, or hasn't really been able to support the tier two scenes. Like yeah, even when it comes to like organizations, like I, I mean, again, North America has zero sponsored teams. There's not, a, there's literally not a team sponsored in North America. That is how dire the the, the situation is here. I mean, um, look at Europe
3: too. If you look at Europe, if you look at Epic League, I think there are three traditional uh sponsors. Oh Any really? Traditional team organizations. The other ones, uh like I'm gonna include alliance in this, even though they're kinda not, but they were a player owned organization. Yeah, uh, yeah. g yeah. Secret, like Enigma. Those yeah. are all player owned. Yeah, so yeah. Like, your traditional ones are VP, Navi, Liquid, you know, it's like, yeah, a, like yeah. starts getting real sparse at some point. So but
4: um the 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 one the one other thing that I wanted to say as well uh to what you were saying cap about like always want to fly nearly quitting is um I feel like something else that has kind of been under undervalued almost in, in dota is like streaming as a as a source of revenue because like I feel like over over the years there there have been so many huge opportunities in my opinion at least from you know like ti winners or or whoever uh or i, I mean i'm not even just gonna say ti winner I, I i would literally say anybody who top six to ti any any one of those players could have streamed right after top sixing a ti and they would have they, they would have gotten thousands of people watching them 100 don't tell but them like, monkeys don't tell them but, but the the well well i, I mean the thing is, I do want to tell them because I, I truly think it's important for Dota as a whole to, like, ha- have these people who, you know, have been winning for years to, like, actually interact with the community in some yeah. way. Because, like, I, I feel like I, I, I've talked about this before, but I mean, like, t- take Puppy, for example, which, like, I, I understand he, he's a private guy. He likes doing his own thing. And, you know, you know he, he, he's just he, he's just a private guy, really. But, like, you cannot go out there into the dota world and 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 find a single time that puppy has like spoken about anything really (laughs) Like like like, i mean maybe you'll find like an interview here or there talking about you know the the four protect one style that og does and how it's so annoying and 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 how like literally all og does is pick magnus and buy solar crest and vlads and stuff like that and puppy go oh yeah this is really annoying but like you, you you can't hear his thoughts on Dota like anywhere. You can't hear Kuro's thoughts. You can't hear. Uh, well, actually, I will say No Shout Tail. Out to OG. Yeah 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 Shout yeah yeah. OG, yeah. I, I do I do think I OG, like they, actually. They're the, ones, yes. they're the
3: millionaires, the two-time TI winners, and I feel like in a lot of ways they've given back to Dota. Yeah so yeah sure. yeah yes. I,
4: I definitely Seb definitely. There, there was a few month period there where he was streaming like really consistently. Uh, there, there was a couple month period that No Tail was streaming, and honestly, they weren't even getting crazy viewership which was like the the craziest thing to me like no tail was actually streaming for like 800 to like 1200 viewers for the first the first couple weeks he was streaming and i'm just like are people insane they could literally just watch a four-time back-to-back major winner and a back-to-back ti winner and they're just not like
3: what? And an entertaining streamer. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yes, exactly. He's, he's actually such a fun guy to like just be around and listen to and everything. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like players in general kind of missed the uh, missed the peak of Dota because I, I feel like there is I, I would say probably around like Ti Six maybe Ti Six Ti Seven sometime around there. Like we we were at our peak with like player base and everything, and it's just like I don't know. I feel like the players uh, just. They just never really gave back to the Dota community very much, and I feel like I feel like we kind of missed that. Uh, we missed that connect from the players and the fans. Well, I think and, the I, TI
2: I, is the problem, though. In all, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything I, you guys I mean, are saying is that, to be honest, like there's no promoting factor for the encouragement for these pro players to like talk about strategy or like have yeah. people know them. Like everything about TI being so much money, it means like the more secretive we can be, the better. And yeah. I really think that's like all there is to it. I think anytime you go on stream, anytime you go in an interview, anytime you give your opinion on Dota, like it or not, you're revealing information about how you think about the game. You're revealing yeah. your strategy, you're revealing your mindset. And I think that's true. Uh, I think he, I was gonna say it if you hadn't. I was just gonna say that I think it's already kind of too late. I don't know if there's really something to do about that. I, th- yeah. I like I think we could start. I think teams like OG are nice. Um, I personally re- wish I had started being more. Like I've started doing a lot of educational YouTube stuff. I kind of wish I had started that maybe a year or two earlier. I think a lot of this stuff, like people, the fact that people are so appreciative on my like YouTube channel and stuff, I feel like I'm not even giving like
4: crazy a, inside, yeah, crazy inside <laughs>
2: yeah. info. It's literally <laughs> non-existent information though. Like it's information yeah, yeah. that they're so appalled to have or so surprised to have just because they've never had any of it. And I feel like all I'm doing is I've talked to pro players. I've watched a lot of tournaments. I've casted the tournaments. So I've been around the people and I'm just passing on my interpretation of what better players are doing. And it's like, that wouldn't be a job or like even a thing if the better players just did it. Honestly, I've kind of enjoyed (laughs) gamers class a lot. Like, uh, not trying to like sell out or some shit, but, uh, I watched like Nico baby's course, boxy's course. Like a lot of these players, they're revealing a lot of shit. I heard Thompson's course is really good. Like,
3: for me, they're also getting paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> no,
2: I know. They have to be encouraged. That's the thing about is I'm yeah. sure they're probably making 25 grand or some shit minimum for those courses. But, like, uh, the thing is, is that why is that the case? Because nothing matters more than winning. It's like if there were sponsors, if there was like fan to player interaction, that would encourage them to literally say, maybe we don't have to win every game. If we're getting paid a salary, you know, a flat salary that we're making because of all this other stuff. Um, I feel like it would have just been, been a culture of growth. It would have promoted more people to basically want to be a part of the community. I think it's more inclusive that way. Uh, I think it's been... It's funny a, how
3: it's so opposite to like uh, League of Legends because we so often compare ourselves to League yeah. of Legends and like how like you could be paid potentially hundreds of thousands to be dog shit, you know, in like, be an LCS. To be a like mediocre no North American team. I think I yeah, saw them know?
2: in, like, a Reddit thread or, like, a news article or something <laughs> like
4: that. Yeah, but, but I mean, for, from the get-go in League, like, you've literally had every top player streaming at least like a few times a week and everything like their their entire scene is just blown up this always bothered me
2: man it was the biggest part about like five six years ago when i started streaming and i was also considering being a part of teams you could not do both mm -hmm. We've, we've definitely talked about this on the podcast before but like your teammates look at you funny they judge you they can't believe you'd like put your stream before the team it's no. like dude i'm only on like scrims like 20 30 hours a week what am i supposed to do with the rest of my time can i not fucking <laughs> stream like if i want to
4: practice a hero
2: i can't stream it
4: like it also goes back to what you were saying earlier of just like dota's so secretive so if you're on a team and you stream it's just like you're, you're, you're just broadcasting uh, even if it's like subconsciously you're broadcasting your team's ideas out to the world and it's like well i, I, I as cap said as you said like TI is all that matters. So you know, if you stream while you're on a team, and then you know your competition watches you, and even even if they just get like get a couple of ideas about how to play against you better, when like when you're when you're competing against each other, it's just like you're actually just hindering your chances to get to TI because again, TI is all that matters. That's that's the that's the one the one goal for every every single competitive Dota player. It's, it's TI or PUS. It really is. And I mean, hell, even for myself, like I've been trying for nine years now and I, I've never made it to a TI. I've made it to valve majors and like try, those are some of the most LAN events I've ever gone to. But like, I I don't know. I feel like a failed Dota player because I haven't made it to a TI yet. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> like that's, that's when, how when important should, TI is. When
2: people shit talk me as like a failed Dota player, I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I make money from this game. I stream. I like, why is being a streamer and a content creator and a caster considered like a failure? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? But uh, the one thing I like, we do have to wrap it up. We usually go about forty-five minutes cap. I know you've been just winging it with us, and we have very much enjoyed
3: talking to you. But what yeah, I want to say I, uh, before we oh, go, ahead. I, I miss monkeys. It's monkeys been a, a while since I, I hung out in monkeys. Uh, I miss you, I know too, I wasn't guys. your preferred choice, monkeys. I know you wanted, um, you know, somebody else here instead of I, me. But I, 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 want, I <laughs> wanted jaguars. I never. You know what? Because I never told, told me Jenkins couldn't make it to the can, can you come on instead? I I,
4: I, I'm so happy to have you. I, look, no, I said, I said I monkeys,
2: I can only like, uh, I can hit up cap, I guess. And he's like, Ugh, fine. <laughs> if Jenkins really can't make it, then I'll take cap.
4: <laughs> when was the last time you guys hung out? Well, like, honestly, when was the last time? What tournament was it? What was the last tournament you were at? Yikes! <laughs> the, the, the Paris Major. That is when we hung out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That that would make sense. It would. Damn. That is a crazy long time. Yeah. Monkeys and yeah.
2: I like one thing we liked about the podcast is it kind of just forced us to interact with each other because past mm. high
4: school and the adulthood life, what do you do to interact with friends? You know. Uh, Especially hard. during a fucking pandemic. <laughs> oh, for sure. The pandemic is uh, icing on the cake there, cherry on top. But uh, what I want to end this conversation with is
3: what are you guys doing for the holidays? Anything fun? Any like cool plans? Or are we just stuck in the pandemic doing absolutely nothing? I mean, you talked about the pandemic. Uh, I for the. I for. I've only missed two Christmases with my family. The first one was when I first went to join Dota. I flew right after Thanksgiving. And so obviously I wasn't going to fly back. So I spent my Christmas entirely alone in Germany because the office emptied out as well and everybody left, so I was there all completely alone for, like, two weeks. Yikes. It was terrible. And uh, this time I will not be going up because, obviously, pandemic and everything, a little sus, so I don't want to see my family potential of getting people sick and stuff, so Ellie and I are just going to be staying here. i have a couple friends over, that's it.
4: Okay. What about you, Monkeys?
3: Uh,
4: yeah, I don't really... I I, I don't know, I I think I think I kind of like pseudo-made some plans with like a couple of friends, but I also don't know how how, uh accurate those plans were so i like like everything's just up in the air right now for me i i don't know well, I'm, I'm very confused
3: <laughs> about what you're talking about right yeah well, I, I, is there potential I, for you to get ditched on christmas is yeah, that your thing no
4: no not really it's just, like i mean i i always do christmas stuff with my uh with my parents but like right after christmas i was gonna like go visit a couple friends but i'm not sure if it's actually happening so i I don't know. I'm I'm very bad at planning things out, so I just kind of go go with the flow and h- hope things work out eventually. <laughs>
2: You know, guys, I was hoping for this to be like, yeah, I've got some like fun plans, and I'm hoping to get this gift, and yay, holidays. But you guys oh, are a bunch no, of fucking Scrooges, man. I don't need this crap. Bunch of Grinches. I mean, I, I mean, like, like I agree just with that. Just be cap.
3: happy. be Just be happy, person? guys. Actually, Bunky said, all you're like two of the happiest people." I was about <laughs> know. to say, yeah, you
2: guys are probably way more happy. But I don't and know what you sent them Like a
3: really bad yeah. Talk about what you're gonna do for the holidays. <laughs> well, I, I can't see my family because of <laughs> a deathly <laughs> pandemic BSJ like, what are you? ho 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 <laughs>
4: Le- yeah maybe this is a little lesson for you BSJ Maybe it's not our fault. Maybe it's your fault for once. Yeah, maybe you should just be a better hope. I'll
2: think to myself, ponder it maybe for a couple minutes, couple seconds that this what could be my do, fault PJ? and then realize it's never my fault. So, <laughs> no, I'm uh, not the same thing. I, I uh, got utterly depressing information to give you. Nah, I'm probably just going to have like a f- little friend Christmas with like one or two other people. That's pretty much what we did there for Thanksgiving and Halloween and stuff. So have a couple of uh, colleagues friend group that I've slowly gotten to be friends with as well as I've been here in New York. So uh, we're kind of like meeting random ones at random times because, you know, you can't really group up. But uh, yeah, that's basically all I'm doing. And I'm chill with that, dude. I've never been a big holidays guy. Like I'll give my gifts and I'll, I'll sometimes do some singing or whatever, but for the most part, I'm just like I just want to live my life normally and maybe have a nice pie or some shit. That sounds about uh, about good to me. Not,
4: that sounds that sounds like a perfect holiday to me, BSJ. Maybe I'll drive up to New York and. and crash your Christmas.
2: Dude, do that, man. You're welcome to. He's not going to do it, guys, but he...
4: he that, that's probably true. I'm probably he's not going to do, it, gonna do it, it. But he's definitely welcome to. But, that's uh... way too
3: much of, of the outside world for a gamer.
4: Dude, seriously, I feel like I feel like as the pandemic goes on, the more I think about like actually going out to interact with people, the more anxious I get. I'm just like, oh god, I actually have to like see another living being? I have to speak words coherently? What? No. <laughs> okay, well,
2: on this depressing lovely note that Monkeys has given us about his, his his social anxieties and how they plague him from day to day, would you have any final words for us cap as we about to bid you adieu sir?
3: Yeah, like uh, most of the time I go on a podcast and they ask me if I would like to uh, pimp anything or anything like that. Yes. And I always tell them no. But this time I will. <laughs> okay. This is a Jota podcast. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I'm gonna, I do two podcasts, one weekly with uh, Leaf Eater. It's called the Side Pull Podcast. You can find it anywhere podcasts are. And then I do another one about <laughs> monthly with Blitz uh which is just called the cap and blitz podcast uh very frequently the last one we just had insania on which i think was very good he's irrelevant uh,
2: but yeah yeah, continue
3: (laughs) totally irrelevant uh captain of dota uh so yeah if you if you need more dota podcasts uh check those out
2: yeah i need to do a better job of selling my guests out definitely uh make sure you guys follow him on all the stuff we got him on are you still dota capitalists on twitch or you capcast on twitch now too
3: uh, no, D- Dota Capless. Dota Capless
2: on Twitch, Capcast on Twitter. The thing you see below is name, eloquently displayed for you on. I, Tap
3: I don't Production care about Club. that. I don't. I don't. Don't. Don't give a shit about my social media. But but go follow the podcast. Yeah, That's go follow
2: it. the podcast, guys. So podcast numbers is where it's at. Exactly. Okay. Thanks for coming, Cap. It's always nice to talk right. to you, monkeys. And I'll be stuck with you next week. And yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> see you later.
4: Bye, Bye Cap. Man. Bye, VSH.
3: Bye, monkeys
2: before we bid the podcast goodbye even though i said goodbye to them uh follow like if you want to find us on prediction esports that's where all like you're going to find us on my youtube exclamation point youtube too in my twitch chat you can find all the episodes there or you can find them on itunes and spotify under prediction p-r-e-e-d-i-c-t-i-o-n prediction two e's